Welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast, providing you with insightful commentary and developments in the world of healthcare leadership. To learn more, visit ACHE.org. And without further ado, your host. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by LifePoint Rehabilitation. Kindred Rehabilitation is now LifePoint Rehabilitation. The specialized partnership expertise you trust from Kindred has been expanded through LifePoint's leading diversified care network. To learn how we can help you meet the growing rehabilitation need in your community, visit LifePointRehabilitation.net. All right, our guest today is Katie Boston Leary. She is the Director of Nursing Programs at the American Nurses Association and Director of ANA's Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation Program. Katie is also co-lead for Project First Line, that is a multi-million dollar grant collaborative with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for training on infection prevention and control. And she serves as co-chair of the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee of the Healthcare Leadership Network of the Delaware Valley, that is an ACHE chapter. Katie is a board-certified nurse executive who has written and co-authored numerous articles about staffing, diversity, and leadership. She was recently featured on NBC's Today Show to discuss the nurse staffing crisis affecting healthcare delivery. She also will be co-presenting the Leadership Insights session, Managing the Nurse Staffing Crisis, an overview of the latest research and alternative models of care that will shape the future of nursing that will be at ACHE's 2023 Congress on Healthcare Leadership, which will take place March 20th through the 23rd in Chicago. Katie and her co-presenter, Quint Studer, will share an actionable plan to help organizations consistently replenish their workforce and create a delivery of care model that benefits both patients and nurses. You can register for Congress today at ACHE.org slash Congress. All right, with that, let's hear more about Katie and get a little preview of her session there. Katie, welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Eric. I'm uh, really honored to be here and thanks for having me. Okay, so as we look forward to hearing more about that session, I'd like to ask about your your early days in healthcare, the origins in healthcare. How did you become involved in the healthcare field? What drove you towards nursing? Uh, I, I uh, uh, stumbled into the field, actually. I, I thought I was going to be an accountant like my dad and uh, took a year off and tried to find myself. And a very wise man uh, threatened me to uh, look into a program where they were offering free tuition and books for people who lived in a county that I lived in in Virginia at the time. And um, I went because I didn't want to look like a loser going to work the next day. And I was running late to work and stumbled to the shortest line because I had to go to work. And that's how I became a nurse. I've been a nurse for about 30 years. I love it. I can't imagine myself doing anything else. And that's my career. That's how my career got started in healthcare. But I've been through a number of different positions from being a a nursing assistant to a staff nurse to a manager and director, and then a chief nursing officer. And now I work as a director of nursing programs at the American Nurses Association. So something we've talked about a lot on this podcast, you know, the past few years have really tested the commitment of healthcare workers. And we're talking about nurses specifically here, we're talking about resilience. So can you describe maybe some of the stories you've heard from nurses around the country and maybe something that you know our listeners need to be aware of uh, with this specific case? Sure. Hearing a lot of various things, uh, there's so many concerns that continue to plague our ability, to, plague the profession and impact our ability to move forward in a 
positive way. One is, of course, everyone knows we're in a nurse staffing crisis. And um, we don't have enough nurses to meet the demand. And we don't have the competency to match the the uh, required talents for taking care of certain patients in certain settings. We hear from nurses that there are remnants from the pandemic where they feel a bit of a sense of betrayal because of what had transpired with PPE utilization or the lack of. In some cases, we hear about concerns about workplace violence and how that continues to escalate and they need more concrete action at the institutional level and in in some cases, the uh, state and federal level. We also hear about the fact that uh, from nurses of color that um, there are not enough nurses of color in the profession and nursing definitely needs to be more diverse and inclusive, which uh, historically has not been. So there is a call to address racism in nursing, in addition to a number of other issues to to help address health equity. And we're also hearing from nurses that their well-being is not necessarily uh, front and center in terms of strategic plans at organizations. And even if it is, how does it feel uh, when I work every day and I'm burned out and I'm being trained to be resilient, but you're not addressing my pain points? So not to mention the mental health issues that nurses continue to face. So you put all those things together, we're at a point now where very hard, tough and bold decisions and innovations have to be put in place to help with uh, moving the profession forward in a positive way, because uh, what we're seeing right now is not sustainable. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to diving into a lot of those topics with you here. Do want to remind our listeners, this episode is brought to you by LifePoint Rehabilitation. Kindred Rehabilitation is now LifePoint Rehabilitation. The specialized partnership expertise you can trust from Kindred has been expanded through LifePoint's leading diversified care network. To learn how we can help you meet the growing rehabilitation need in your community, visit lifepointrehabilitation.net. All right, let's talk more about this Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation program you lead at the American Nurses Association. So what are the priorities of the program? And then, you know, a little preview here, what insights will attendees be uh, be able to see uh, during your Congress presentation? Sure. So Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation is one of the programs that I oversee at the American Nurses Association. And it's a program where we establish a community for nurses to learn from each other on how they can be well. We have about 400,000 participants uh, participants that are part of this uh, program. And I didn't say nurses because it's open to nurses and non-nurses. It's also free and it doesn't cost anything to join or continue to be a member for as long as you want. And we offer an assessment what, when you first sign up so you can measure where you are to establish a baseline. So you can do a year-on-year-on assessment of how you've addressed different components of well-being as you continue to do different things to improve your health and well-being. We look at well-being comprehensively, quality of life, sleep, rest, nutrition, physical exercise, and uh, mental health. And we really believe that a, a nurse that's optimally functioning at the core of that is a nurse that's in a good place in terms of their overall well-being. So that is the program. We offer challenges every year, uh, multiple challenges, go for walks, drink water, show gratitude. And we also do events uh, sometimes at our uh, local, at local conferences and a number of other places so that we can engage nurses face-to-face. And our goal is for nurses to lead the nation in being healthy. And that's a tall ask because nursing is one of the most unhealthiest professions there is. 
But we really believe with effort, we can turn the tide and get on the other side to lead the country and the world on what healthy behaviors can look like. So staying on the topic here of, of wellness and well-being, and you, you were just talking about, you know, in the beginning of the podcast, um, some of the stories you've been hearing from nurses around the country. So what can organizations do now to take the lead and improve the well-being of their nursing staff? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm going to tie that to the second part of your question um, that I still need to get to regarding the plan for the ACHE conference. We really believe that part of the issue, a big part of what we're seeing in nursing with burnout, fatigue, depression, and in some cases, suicide, has a lot to do with the over uh, with the workplace not being healthy. And the fact that we need to relook at our care delivery models and reinvent how we deliver care. So what we're hoping to do at the conference, with a lot of work that's starting now, working with Quint Studer and his team, is to really develop to develop a compendium of best practices around care delivery models that are innovative, not just for the sake of doing something different, but also to see how organizations have set up benchmarks and, and milestones and metrics to measure the effectiveness of these programs, starting with understanding how nurses are faring in terms of their well-being and, and when they do practice in these settings. So that's the goal. We're, we're planning on tying practice to well-being look at what is, is out there in terms of best practices, see what their metrics say, test it also against what nurses are saying and not just listening to leaders. And uh, we hope to have a, a good array of options for organizations and leaders to follow to continue to set up environments and, and care delivery models that focus on improving well-being for their teams. And earlier, you know, we did mention your committee service at your local ACHE chapter. So, and you did talk about the need for organizations to be more inclusive. So what are some of those ways that leaders can develop a more inclusive, more equitable culture inside their organizations? Oh, there's, there's, there's so much there. And, and I also want to say building an inclusive culture is one of the ways that you can also address a lot of the issues that we just talked about in terms of well-being, because that ties directly to psychological safety and emotional safety. So with my local chapter of being the co-chair for the DEI, DEIB committee, uh, we uh, just concluded a survey to understand all our members in terms of their diversity, how not only how they're, the demographics, but also how they're faring in their organizations as it relates to this topic, and also how they feel about how our chapter is managing these types of issues. So uh, we have our initial analysis of our data, and we plan on uh, setting that up to direct us on programmatic changes and, and opportunities for us to really drive increasing, increasing diversity with our chapter. We're hopeful that we can lead in this way for numerous chapters with ACHE because we really feel that understanding the makeup and letting that drive what your strategy should be is the first step. Now with ANA, I do a lot of work pertaining to addressing racism in nursing. And we also do work in terms of uh, confronting the brutal facts in terms of what history is telling us. And we released a reckoning statement a few months ago apologizing to nurses of color for not being inclusive, and in some cases, in engaging in exclusionary behaviors. Hard to do, very emotional work, but it's, it's necessary for us to be able to move forward. So I hope that uh, every organization can take a long, hard look at what their histories are telling them, because most institutions where care is delivered 
memories are long and cultures still persist. That does not necessarily show an inclusive culture, not just for the people that work there, but for the communities that they serve. Once you understand that, reckon with that. Make sure you're transparent about what your findings are in terms of what history is telling you. And and also engage the diverse community that exists to understand how to move forward. Make that a part of your board and their approaches and also the makeup of your board. Have a, a very transparent way of measuring how you're faring in terms of a diversity, equity, and inclusion, and really make sure that everyone understands your key metrics and the public can see it too. You put those things in place and really put a concerted effort to understanding what was and what you can be and, and do the hard work. I have a very close ally in this work that talks about how move your values from the, from the walls to the halls. And it's really about setting up your culture where people do feel include, included and not just set up policies and positions and say that we're, we're good to go. You have to make sure that it, it's, it's a culture that speaks to what you're trying to achieve. And it's this relentless pursuit, pursuit of trying to get to inclusive, inclusive excellence for everyone. Katie, some tremendous advice there. Uh, appreciate all the work you're doing. Uh, one last question, because when we do have an ACHE member on the podcast, we always want to ask how the organization has impacted your own journey. So how has ACHE helped you along the way? Oh, it's been fantastic. And um, I must say, I love our my committee in my region, HLNDV. We have uh, folks from Delaware, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, that's a part of our group. And and we've learned a lot together and, and to also work with a number of uh, leaders in our region that really uh, focus on leadership and seeing those talents in a number of different settings and ways and, and, and just getting outside of my insular bubble of nursing and talking and engaging with leaders outside of nursing and healthcare in general. And healthcare is such a huge world that you never fully understand because it's constantly evolving. I really appreciate the relationships and the networking and the learning opportunities as well. So it's been an augmentation for me in terms of my career. And I hope to continue uh, being engaged with ACHE as long as I'm in leadership and beyond. Katie Boston Leary is the Director of Nursing Programs and Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation at the American Nurses Association. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a true pleasure having you today. Thank you for having me, Eric, and, and appreciate you. Yeah, and remember that you can hear Katie at ACHE's 2023 Congress on Healthcare Leadership, which takes place March 20th through the 23rd in Chicago. So to learn more and register, visit ACHE.org slash Congress. And one more word of thanks for LifePoint Rehabilitation. Kindred Rehabilitation is now LifePoint Rehabilitation. The specialized partnership expertise you can trust from Kindred has been expanded through LifePoint's leading diversified care network. To learn how we can help you meet the growing rehabilitation need in your community, visit lifepointrehabilitation.net. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Healthcare Executive Podcast from ACHE. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. This has been the Healthcare Executive Podcast, brought to you by the American College of Healthcare Executives. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. And for more information, find us online at ache.org.